0: what's going on everyone you're listening to the asian mma podcast where we talk about everything and anything going on in the world of asian mma this episode is brought to you by that 10 day old christmas food that you know you're still snacking on and you probably shouldn't be because it's gone bad i'm dana blue and today we're talking about the debuts of mighty mouse and the underground king in one championship there's some interesting stuff going on with this Not just the matchup, but some of the -the behind-the-scenes things I want to get into. I'm going to break it all down. I think by now, uh, just about everyone should know, One Championship announced the first matchups for Demetrius Johnson and Eddie Alvarez. They're both slated to fight on the same card. That is going to be their first ever show in Japan, entitled A New Era. It's on March 31st. I have to say this was already a stacked card before they added DJ and Eddie to it. Huge card. Uh, We'll get into more about what that card is. I mean, amazing. But I really want to talk about these matchups because, you know, there's some interesting dynamics going on here. I think this is the first time we've seen, you know, former champions come over from the UFC so soon after, especially with DJ being the first ever trade. And it changes the dynamic in One Championship. One Championship is definitely a, a promotion on the rise. They're, they're really hitting their stride the last year or so, and their growth has been fantastic. You know, we see that with their signings. Not just you know, DJ, not just Eddie, but also Sage. You know, Lots of other things going on. Misha Tate working in the back office now. Very interesting stuff to talk about. Let's kick it off with Eddie Alvarez. His last fight, he suffered a KO defeat to Dustin Poirier. Tough fight for sure. And to be honest, he's only tasted victory one time, a single outing in his last four fights. Now, that being said, we have to remember he's a UFC champion, former UFC champion. And for years, he's been fighting exceptional talent at the top of his weight class. You know, one's lightweight, you know, category isn't really that stacked. There's some good fighters there, but it, it doesn't look like the UFC's lightweight division. So he, his first opponent that he's coming into, one championship to face, is going to be 12-4, and four, Timothy Natokin. Now, he's coming off a first-round KO loss to Saeed Arceval earlier this year here's the thing here's the thing i wouldn't call timothy a top-tier fighter just yet he's not he's not scratching the surface he's not making anyone's top 10 list that's for sure he's got notable wins though i mean we can't say that he hasn't fought anyone. when he's not a can by any stretch of the imagination he's got notable wins over rob lasita uh edward forlang and you know he's put together a body of work that's been good but it doesn't make me think that you know he's ready for Eddie Alvarez at this juncture. It, it just doesn't look like it now. That doesn't mean he's hands down outmatched here, not not by a long shot. He's at a point where this could be the win that shoots him into that next top t- into that top tier. It could be that what catapults him in one championship to the the upper echelons. He's got all the tools. I, I think we just need to see if he, if he can actually execute against someone of Eddie's caliber we're gonna find out in March it's gonna be interesting I will be really interested to see how Eddie looks his first fight in one I don't know if they're gonna use a cage or a ring in Japan Japan seems to really like the ring I, I'm sure they're gonna go with that that change if they do go with the ring over the cage it changes the whole dynamic for both Eddie and DJ you know I'll be interested to see how that looks now the Eddie match is interesting, it's good, but it, it's not as puzzling to me as the DJ match. The Eddie match could really be more of them giving a shot to Timothy, you know, and giving him the chance to step up and really really show what he's got, because he's been on that. You know, he's coming off a loss as well, but he he's sort of, he's coming into his own, and I think this, this fight could make sense, especially if we see Timothy perform well against Eddie. Win or lose, if he has a good showing, it, it's gonna make a big difference for him. Now that brings us to DJ, though. This this is where I have you know I have to jump into a much more detailed conversation with you guys because yeah, it, it's an interesting dynamic with who DJ is. Uh, oddly, you know, he, we were talking about a guy who's potentially the greatest of all time. You know, he, he just happened to be in a weight class that wasn't super marketable in the U.S. But the things he's done as a champion, no one's equaled. No one's even come close to. And he's coming off a decision loss that, you know, it could be contentious. It could go either way. You know, he could have he could have stayed and had a rematch and maybe won. But then what does he do? You know, now I think there's a ton more opportunity for him in one I, I just don't think all that opportunity is <laughs> in fighting at this juncture. At least not MMA. Maybe he wants to try his hand at something else. Now, with him coming off the loss to uh, Henry Sakuda, you know, like I said, he's still considered by many, myself included, the best to ever strap on four-ounce gloves without question. You know, And I understand that one doesn't want him to jump right into the title picture you know, it would be devastating if he just comes over and murks their champion in multiple divisions or, you know, just starts murking everyone at the top tier. They want him to kind of ease into it. And also, you know, with like I said, if they're fighting for the first time in a ring in Japan, which I haven't heard either way on yet, you know, it takes some getting used to that. Not that I think DJ doesn't prepare for these things and doesn't, you know, train appropriately. He, he's he got all the werewolf. All. He's got a great coaching, and we'll get into that. But they put him against, when I see that his first fight is against 10-3 pancreas venture, uh, veteran Yuya Wakamatsu, I have to really scratch my head. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of uh, Yuya, I think he's a great fighter. You know, I, I've been watching him for a long time, I think he's, he's good, he's entertaining, but is he ready to fight DJ? No. Do they have better people in that division? who don't have the strap, who can challenge him and make a better fight? Absolutely. And to be honest, I was actually surprised when I saw the matchup come out that DJ wasn't facing uh, Danny Kingad, who actually handed uh, Waksamahu his last loss, his most recent loss. So wh- that, that made a lot more sense to me. you know. Despite DJ coming off a loss, he's still the greatest of all time. He's still in his prime. How do you not start to, like, really put him up against tougher opponents right off the bat? Or, and this is the fight I really want. I've talked to a few people about this, and and they're also, you know, surprised that this isn't the fight we're seeing is against former flyweight champ uh, Karate. Now, he is an absolute beast, and I think that's the fight everyone who follows Asian MMA would love to see especially for DJ's first fight, especially in Japan. I think it would be a fantastic fight especially if for one championship. Now, they're not doing it. And of course, you know there's always going to be matchmaking controversies, matchmaking decisions. People aren't going to agree with everything. I think overall, one does a very good job of matchmaking with their roster, especially going back a few years when they didn't have a, a huge – roster they didn't have really deep divisions but they knew how to match make to a way that satisfied the crowd that pleased the crowd when they weren't really that global level organization that they are now and i still think their matchmaking is really good and a lot goes into matchmaking it's not just picking names out of a hat or saying oh this is the number one guy you know there's a lot of vision a lot of work that goes into it i don't want to belittle it but i have to bring this up because who DJ is, and we have to understand the dynamics that Matt Hume, the matchmaker 4 one championship, the VP of operations 4 one championship, is Demetrius Johnson's coach, the founder of AMC Pancration. You know, he's a legend in the sport, but it's a clear conflict of interest that you have now the matchmaker, also the coach of the greatest fighter of all time fighting in your organization and you haven't addressed the role that he plays or if there's any checks and balances in place here and i'm not saying i'm not trying to say that there is something nefarious going on i've only met matt hume two times he's always been like really cool and everyone i know who works with him at one championship i've talked to some of them they have nothing but positive things to say about him he's a very stand-up guy by all accounts So I'm not saying that he is going to do something wrong or that he has, but it's something that one championship at least needs to address on the surface so that they can put it to bed. And if anyone ever brings it up again, because I haven't heard anyone else talk about this, they can say, look, we've already addressed that. This is the system in place. Next question. And I actually reached out to a few people at one championship, and they just basically said to me, it's not something that we're addressing. So – I don't know what the deal is. Hopefully, I'll be able to get an official response from someone at some point. It just hasn't been dealt with yet. Now, all of that being said, like I said, throwing it out there. The reason it's really important here, and I think we need to to really focus on this, is that AMC Pancration, where DJ trains, where Matt's a coach, where Matt's the founder, isn't a huge gym like uh, American Top Team or Jackson Wink. They don't have a ton of people, like, coming out of there. It's a, it's a very personal type of relationship that it seems DJ and Matt has. And so you've got to imagine that there, there's a lot of collaboration going on there. And Matt knows DJ's abilities, his weaknesses better than anyone else. And now he's picking fights for this guy in his organization. I, I would just really like to see that get addressed. Conflict of interest aside, though, one has to address it, put it to bed. Still excited, super excited to see DJ in one. And I, I honestly, no matter who the fight is going to be against, I can't wait to see it. You know, with any luck, he moves right into the title shot after that fight. I mean, that I think that's what everyone wants to see. I know that there's the whole Grand Prix that's going on, but you know, you've got to put DJ in the mix. I know he's excited about the Grand Prix. We've heard him say that in other interviews. He really wants to get into it. That's a, a big part of the whole Asian MMA thing that he was really interested in when he came over. You know, as well as, you know, rocking some of this crazy esports stuff that he's now the ambassador for, for one. Really, really should be a lot of fun, especially the esports. I, I've kind of been getting into it a little bit more the last couple of years, and I've seen other promotions really pick it up. I think that it, it'll do well with one, especially the amount of money they're putting into it, they've essentially become the largest esports gaming league in Southeast Asia right off the bat. Uh, Right away. Chatry doesn't mess around. I guess when he he wants to do it, he does it big. Now, I just want to kind of close this out because as big as the first fight for DJ and Eddie are, and I mentioned at the top of the episode, the rest of that Japan card is absolutely stacked. There are three title fights on the card. You've got, you know, women's strawweight weight uh, champ Xiang Jinnan. Now she's actually gonna be facing probably the biggest celebrity in Asian MMA, Angela Lee, who's the women's atomweight weight champ. You know, and she's she's a, a real breakout star. And she's you have to give her the credit of being the best in her weight in one championship, in her division. Despite the fact that I think she lost the last fight to Mayamagucchi. I think it was bad judging. I was there in Singapore, but you know, you don't win them all. And it's funny, I remember being uh being in the press box in Singapore and asking the guys on either side to me. I was like, wow, Angela just lost in Singapore. Like, yeah, no way she won that. And then she wins the decision. But that being said, she still won both those fights. It's still on her record as a win. Hands down the best best woman in her division and won. Going up in weight to try and get after two belts against a girl. Xiang is an absolute murderer. She's a beast. And if you've never seen her fight, it's on another level. That is probably going to be... That is probably going to take fight of the night. I mean, Angela always brings it. You know, despite what you might think of her, despite if you thought she won that last fight or not, she brings it. And, like, she's... You can't argue that it's going to be an amazing fight. She's very well rounded, but Zhang's a monster. I mean, who I get the chills just thinking about that fight. I'm I'm excited for that. On top of that, we've got a middleweight champ, uh, Ang La. He's he's defending his strap, and then we've got um, Edward Foley, I, he'll go toe to toe with legend and a legend in Asian MMA, Shin Aoki, and. Shinayuki's just been on a tear. He's been stopping everyone. Yeah, he's fought uh, recently Shannon and Wichichai. He fought Ev Ting. Both really good fights, both stoppages. And Shinya just seems to be, he's got that momentum right now. I'd love to see him capture the strap. It'll be fantastic. Anyway, I really want to know what you guys think about, you know, DJ and Eddie's first matchups. Do you agree with me that they're a bit soft? Do you think it's the right first matchup? You know, you know send me an email leave me a comment let me know what you guys think i'd be interested to hear if you have you know other opinions leave it in the comments down below to stay up to date with all things asian mma be sure to subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify stitcher youtube facebook all the links in the show notes check it out